And after a little bit of a break, Brian, we're back, but lots of news. Good thing that we waited a little while to record this. By the way, if you're listening to this on the audio side, we do want to say thank you so much for rocking with us. Leave us a five-star rate review if you have time. Also follow us on our social media channels. But Brian, um, you know, things are still a little bit slow in the world of boxing, but the news is definitely heating up. It is, um, it is definitely a slow time. However... As we expected, in the spring, or as the spring nears, I should say, we're starting to get some big fight announcements. We can't even talk about all the stuff that was announced uh, this week because we have so much to get to. But there's some stuff. I mean, this is this is not a day-to-day sport. It's a week-to-week sport. So there are going to be things that we're going to be able to get into in the future, like Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia coming to Barclays Center, which I'm very excited about, finally. Barclays Center gets a fight for the first time in 18 months. But... We have a lot on the docket. Let's waste no time. Let's get right into it. Welcome to the mandatory. Thanks so much for rocking with us. If you like the content, hit that like and subscribe button. Also follow us on our social media channels. We're at the mandatory TKO. We're also on the audio side. So wherever you stream any of your shows, you can find us there as well. If you have some time, leave a rate and review. But most importantly, thank you so much for rocking with us. We got lots to get into in this episode. Uh, But nonetheless, Brian, let's start off with the biggest news because Everyone was kind of wondering what Canelo Alvarez was going to do next. Um, You know, he sat down and talked to a network and said he will be returning for Cinco de Mayo weekend. But his opponents, we're not quite sure who they are. He kind of X'd out Jaime Munguia and also David Benavidez. But who should Canelo Alvarez fight Cinco de Mayo weekend with those two big names out? And the fact that everyone wanted to see him fight David Benavidez. <sighs> David Benavidez, who we're going to get to in a second. Very, very disappointing that we're not going to get that. I mean, we we honestly didn't expect, or at least I didn't expect him to fight David Benavidez in May. I was thinking maybe in September, which, you know, maybe maybe that's still a thing that could happen at some point. Uh, it'll be unfortunate if these two don't fight because I think that's one of the best three to five fights you can make in boxing right now is Canelo Alvarez versus Dave Benavidez. I could make a case for it being number one after maybe Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury. I could make it. I could make the case if I wanted to. Um, Canelo Alvarez hasn't fought a Mexican in a while. <laughs> he said he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He didn't want to fight other Mexicans. So You know, the last one was Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. in 2017. And let's be honest, uh, Motherfuckers don't like that, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, he, he's he's in a different sort of class. And then before that, you got to go all the way to Alfredo Angulo, which is now 10 years ago, which underrated fight, looking back on it. Very fun fight. Shout out to Alfredo Angulo. was a very fun fighter. Um, In terms of who Canelo Alvarez should fight, will fight, whatever, I, I, I would still, if we're doing this from the betting perspective, which we do on this show because we talk about betting a lot, and we will uh, today. I'm probably setting the odds at Jamal Charlo being the favorite at this point, Chantel. Um, I think because, you know, there was all that talk about Canelo Alvarez fighting both Charlos. He already beat Jamal. Like, Jamal Charlo is probably the favorite to me. And then I sort of work my way from there. What do you think? Like, who are the names 
that sort of stand out to you now because we can kind of X off David Benavides for the time being for reasons that we'll get to. Um, spoiler alert, moving up in weight. And then we also have Jaime Munguia, who's probably not going to get this shot. Uh, he kind of X'd out Jaime Munguia already. And Edgar um, Berlanga is fighting uh, this weekend. That's going to be a quick turnaround. So I don't think I don't think it's going to be him in May. So, I mean, where do you sort of look here? Is it going to be David Morrell? No, I think it's going to probably be Jamal Charlo. Um, I think we all kind of know it's going to be Jamal Charlo because that was supposed to be the fight that was initially supposed to happen. Mel stepped in, moved up two weight classes. So I think for sure, if we're going to be placing bets, which sometimes we do here on the mandatory, that's where I'd place my money on as well. But also one name that wasn't mentioned, and I don't think this is the fight that's going to happen Cinco de Mayo weekend, but you know, just because it could possibly Terrence Ben Crawford. Right, that's a name that we have to mention that could possibly <laughs> happen, and I don't believe that will happen Cinco de Mayo weekend. But it's such a big weekend; um, you never know. Bud hasn't been signed up for a fight yet. We haven't heard anything. We know he's not going to be fighting Spence, so it is a possibility. But I think Maul is probably the best name out there. Edgar Berlanga. I mean, there's still time for him to get ready for a fight if he wants it against Canelo Alvarez. I think that's a name that we can put up there. But nonetheless, this is not the name that we wanted to see, David Benavides. But I think the two names where I'm like, hmm, maybe that could happen this year is Jamal Charlo and possibly Terrence Bud Crawford later in the year. Uh, those are two of the names. Who should Canelo fight? I think he should uh, fight Maul. I wouldn't be mad at that fight. Right, you take care of both Charlo brothers. At one point, a lot of people said he was ducking the Charlo brothers. If Canelo takes them both out and then fights Bud Crawford, hey, that's a great storyline for his career. Right, that looks great on the resume. Um, and apparently, there was also a rumor that um, PBC and Al Heyman offered Canelo Alvarez up to fifty-five million dollars to fight David Benavidez. If I'm not mistaken, I read that somewhere. Um, and Canelo Alvarez is not going to take that fight. Um, we are going to move over to David Benavidez in just a moment. But Brian, are you intrigued by either of those fights for Canelo Alvarez at this point? Jamal Charlo and who? Who was the other one? Terrence Bud Crawford. Terrence Crawford. Like I just, I, I like Canelo Alvarez said. I just the weight disparity is something I've been talking about for a while. Like I would have the... to meet. It would be. I I, I think it would, they would they would have to meet halfway at one sixty. Or there'd be a catch weight 163-ish or something, and I don't think Bud would care. Um, but I don't think Canelo's coming any further down than that. And I don't think Bud's going any further than that as well. So it happens. Just just, just give me Jamal Charlo for lack of better options. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the weight class right now. You have David Morrell, who's an interesting one. I could kind of see him sneaky getting this opportunity. Like I, I wouldn't set it as a favorite. It'd probably be plus three. 20 to me jamal charlo might be might be even money at this point minus 110 maybe even minus 200 like you might yeah. have to be like hey is jamal or bust at this point i think i think david morell is a sneaky sort of a uh, guy that you could look at here i don't think he's gonna fight edgar berlanga because edgar berlanga is about to fight now he's not gonna fight demetrius andrade or andrade as uh he is called uh by people um chris Eubank jr yeah, that that's a possibility. Yeah, that, that's a possibility. That's a name that I saw being thrown around on Twitter. I'd I don't like think, that. I'd like that. I don't think I don't think I'd care for that fight, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. Um I I don't think I'd care for that fight at all. <laughs> I'd rather see him fight Connor Ben. No, I'd rather see him fight Chris Eubank Jr. 
I'm no, worried. no, not Canelo. I'd rather see Chris Eubank oh, Jr. Oh. fight fucking Conor Ben. Oh, okay. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I'd rather I see mean, I'd rather see that fight because that's a fight that was brewing for a minute. At, at to one me, point. David Morrell is probably the best of all these guys we're talking about, other than maybe Jamal. Underrated because he he's still really young. Yeah, he right? still so, has to young so, in his career. I don't yeah, I don't think he's that young in age relative but, to like where you would project given his uh, fight experience, but he had a long decorated amateur career as a lot of these Cuban savants do. They're exceptional. But I think Chris Eubank Jr. from an intrigue standpoint, like in terms of somebody who's going to sell a Canelo fight, he, who's going to do it better than him on this short notice other than uh, Terrence Crawford, if we're calling it short notice. Like I think there's a real case. Like I actually like the Chris Eubank Jr. idea. I don't know if that's something that's going to be pursued. We're, we're just sort of spitballing here. Um, and another sneaky uh, option that I would sort of theorize, and we're just fantasy booking here. Like, I'm not reporting any of this. Janebeck, what is he doing now? Nothing, and he's not going to because he hasn't done anything <laughs> yet, and I highly doubt he's going to fight Canelo Alvarez. And this is a deal with PBC, so which is also a reason why I think Terrence Bud Crawford could be perfect to fight Canelo at this point because remember the fight with him and Spence was a PBC card. Showtime, whatever. No, you no, you're right. right? Look, so this is that this is why Jamal Charlo is also probably the betting favorite in the house. So and Canelo said he would take care of both Charlos at one point when he was <laughs> essentially setting up those fights. So most likely we are going to see Jamal Charlo take on Canelo Alvarez, who Jamal, uh, you know, had a layoff, came back, and he looked really good in his last fight, and despite that layoff. So I think this could be a great fight for Jamal, a big moneymaker for him. Hopefully he has a better performance than his brother did, because I know some people thought that wasn't the most exciting fight for Mel. Uh, didn't really throw like how he was supposed to. Didn't really use his power like how he was supposed to. So Canelo Alvarez, uh, not afraid to fight anyone, especially if he takes on Bud Crawford. Here at the Mandatory, we want to know who you think Canelo Alvarez should fight on Cinco de Mayo weekend. Let us know. Drop some comments below. And of course, um, give us some names if we haven't mentioned them as well. Uh, one guy that we know that isn't fighting Canelo Alvarez is David Benavidez because he is moving up to light heavyweight and he is going to be fighting Alexander Vazdik, who of course fought Archer Betterbeev not too long ago. Uh, Archer Betterbeev beat him by TKO. David Benavidez, the reason for him also announcing this fight, Brian, is because he knows he's not going to fight Canelo Alvarez. So this was a fight that he wanted to stay busy. You know, he wanted to keep going. So he moves up to lightweight, which I think is a tough task. I mean, when you hear that David Benavides has moved up to lightweight, what are your thoughts on that? And light heavyweight. What you, yeah, light heavyweight. So how do you feel about that? Because that's a big jump to 175. And this fight is supposedly, reportedly going to be in June, according to ESPN's Mike Coppinger. Um, this is a good fight, actually. Like I was I was kind of bummed out when I saw the the report because you know you want to see David Benavides and Canelo Alvarez and you know, Canelo Alvarez has dabbled a light heavyweight. Maybe we could see that at 175 in the future, but I think the fight's one more interesting at 168 and two less likely to happen if David Benavidez is just not going to fight him now, seemingly, right? If he's putting his ambitions towards, hey, I'm going to move up to 175 and power to him because that dude is big for 168. We were saying it when he fought Demetrius Andrade, and it was very apparent in that bout. Um, David Benavidez, I think this is a, also a great fight for him. Just, uh, you know, facing somebody who's been a staple in the division, who has been in the ring with Archer Better BF, who Better BF did stop. But 
one judge had him on the scorecards, had him ahead. Uh, so going veering towards a split decision uh, before that. But we know Arts are better BF fights. Don't go to decision. Um, David Benavidez also, if he does win this fight, he's going to be in a mandatory spot to challenge the winner of Dmitry Bivol and Arthur Beterbiev. So I think that's, very, that's according to the reports. I think that's very interesting. And I think that's it's also the reason why you do it. It's like, if you're not going to get the Canelo money fight now, there's a money fight waiting. If you could just pass this test at light heavyweight one that I think he should pass. So um, I think that's that's savvy business work from Arthur Beterbiev, honestly. And he's been a champion of super middleweight, albeit interim um, twice. He's been a champion of super middleweight. I think he could win the title with light heavyweight. Uh, he's good enough to do it. It's just, you know, we'll see what happens with those two dudes because I think whoever wins that fight between Dmitry Bivol and Arts or Better BF, which is another one of these fights we've been talking about as being the best of the best, I think the winner of that fight has a, a very strong pound for pound top whatever case. And David Benavidez is going to have to deal with that in a future matchup. So good luck. But that being said, smart business move. And I think David Benavidez could pose a problem for either Bivol or better BF, whoever wins that fight. Yeah. And I mean, this is actually great for a guy like David Benavidez, who's not going to get the opportunity to fight Canelo Alvarez, even though he's called him out multiple times. It's the fight that everybody wants to see. But for him to move up to 175, number one, showing no fear. We saw how big he looks in the ring. He's a big dude. But I do want to see how he fares against a guy like Alexander Bosdick, who does have experience of being in the ring. Now, this does set up for a massive fight for him to get the winner of Bivol or Better Biev. And to be quite honest with you, I don't really know who I'm going to be taking in that fight. Uh, usually I go with the skilled boxer over the power puncher. But from what I saw from Archer Better Biev in his last fight, he is very skilled. And I think people are actually sleeping on him on that front. But um, David Benavidez not waiting around for Canelo Alvarez. And I think this makes all the sense in the world. If Canelo was saying that he's not going to fight you why wait around and waste time you want to stay busy you want to stay active and i think this is a great opportunity for the monster i didn't actually expect him uh to move all the way up uh to light heavyweight i'm kind of shocked that he did that but the fact that he's ready to go to 175 and show out in that division the one thing that i will say is brian you kind of mentioned something earlier like you think he'll be able to handle this opportunity against alexander vostick pretty well I don't want to even say that because we we thought that about Can Canelo Alvarez against people. Like a lot of people thought that Canelo Alvarez was going to come up to light heavyweight, which by the way, Canelo dabbled in light heavyweight before, had a pretty good performance, but Bevel is a different monster. I don't know how he's going to fare against Vostick because we know how good the monster is, but moving up one weight class is a lot and moving up to light heavyweight is no joke. So this is going to be power that he faces that is serious because Vostick does have power. Remember, before he fought Archer Better Biev, I believe he was undefeated. He knocked he, out Adonis Stevenson. So this is going to be a very, very tough test for the monster. And if anything, if he gets past Vosdick, it's just more cachet to his name, which builds even, an even bigger fight if he does get the winner of uh, Bivol and Better Biev. Um, any final thoughts, Brian, before we move on to uh, the next fight that was reported? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. Bosdick has some impressive knockouts in his career. Adonis Stevenson, who we just mentioned, I mean, you retired him, essentially. Mm -hmm. Adonis Stevenson, who, you know, I mean, was a champion for a while, didn't end up having the career resume that many would have hoped or projected. 
um, had this fight and was knocked out and was literally never the same again and has not been in the ring since and will not be in the ring anymore. Um, had some injuries, etc. Um, so yeah, this is not a gimme by any sense, by any stretch. Uh, it's dangerous. It's going to be a firefight too. And this, this is why I think it's a little bit different than Bevel. I feel like I mean, hindsight's, you know, 2020, 100%, whatever the case may be. I think we should have seen coming, not the way that Bevel sort of navigated the Canelo challenge, but in retroactively looking at that fight stylistically, we should have seen, hey, Bevel could actually do some damage here. Um, maybe a few people did, but for the most part, like you get what I'm saying, like the, it's a little bit of a different style than what we're going to see here. It's going to be whether or not David Benavidez could sort of handle light heavyweight power. And he's been dropped before, you know, he's been mm -hmm. dropped in his career. He doesn't, I wouldn't say he has a weak chin, no. but he's somebody you could absolutely find. And a firefight could be dangerous in either direction. I'm going to be curious to see what the odds will be. I, I'm certain that David Benavidez will be a favored um and sure by the name i'm sure it'll be juiced to like a pretty good amount i don't think he should be like a ridiculous favorite like we've seen from some of these other fights like oshaki foster being minus 1100 in that fight against against abraham nova and he won that fight kind of by the skin of his teeth you know um that was a fight that we were saying hey why is oshaki foster minus 1100 when I would project them, would have projected them at minus 300, 330. I think David Benavides should be like a two, maybe three to one favorite tops. But I feel like the books are going to put him at like minus 700, 800 or something along those lines. Yeah, I, th I think he'll have like a minus eight, 800, maybe even that minus 900. I would be shocked to see him at like a minus 1250 or something. That would be disrespectful. I do want to say, though, there are some interesting names at light heavyweight. And also, if he doesn't get the B villain better BF fight, you never know what happens. Um, there's a guy named Anthony Yar that he could fight. Um, Ooh, there's all, another there's, fire fight. Yeah, there's also a guy uh, named Buatzi um, that a lot of Euros love, right? Yes, they love Dasha him. Buatzi, yes. Um, so I think the division itself is really interesting. Um, if David Benavidez wasn't going to get uh, the winner of Bevel and Better Bev. And you never know because there are guys ranked ahead of him. This would be his first fight, fight at light heavyweight. So I think it's interesting nonetheless. And I, I do want to see how he fares in this fight. But good on uh, David Benavides for not waiting around for Canelo to be like, you know what, I'm finally going to fight you because we know that he's not in Canelo's plans. Uh, your thoughts on David Benavides fighting Alexander Vosdick instead of Canelo Alvarez. Let us know your thoughts on what you think about him moving up to light heavyweight. Now, a guy that we've been waiting to get back in the ring um, and another guy that was rumored uh, to fight a lightweight boxer, Shakur Stevenson, who recently retired, but now is back. Frank Martin is going to be um, fighting arguably the best lightweight in the world in Javante Tank Davis. This is reportedly set for the springtime or summer, uh, but this fight, apparently both sides have agreed to it. Brian, your thoughts on this fight? And it's actually going to be one of uh, the pay-per-views that are going to be on Amazon as well. Yeah, one of many. Oh, wait, there's only been one announced so far, so... Maybe should get on that. Again, skeptical that the deal is going to work out because I don't know if Amazon uh, particularly cares about boxing like that. Um, but we'll, you know, we could discuss that at a later date at another time. Um, hopefully it goes well, obviously, because you want to see boxing thrive on big platforms and you want to see big platforms give a shit about the sport. So we'll see what happens there. Nonetheless, this is a good fight. 
This is a legitimately really good fight. I also think Frank Martin is in trouble because we saw what he looked like <laughs> recently <laughs> in his most recent fight. And Gervonta Davis, as expected, because boxing is boxing, it looked like, wow, two fights by the end of April. Fought Hector Luis Garcia last year in January. Fought Ryan Garcia in April. Wow, Gervonta Davis might get a third fight in. We might actually have a champion fight three times in a year. And uh, that did not happen. And now it looks like it's going to be a year plus until we actually see him in the ring. Because when they say spring, summer in boxing, it's usually not the spring. This is probably going to be in the summer. But we'll see. Um, We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it's sooner than later. Um, Frank Martin, look, undefeated. Uh, had his coming out party against uh, was Michelle Ali Rivera, right? And this was a, a big sort of nerdy showbox main event. Two undefeated guys. Frank Martin was actually, uh, I believe, the underdog or at least the B-side in that fight and just picked him apart, beat him by decision. That was sort of his coming out party. And it established him as uh, one of the premier challengers in this division and then last year, he had a fight that he absolutely should not have won <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and won by unanimous decision. I remember watching this when I was on vacation, and uh, I was just like, as somebody who bet Frank Martin to win that fight, I think I bet him by decision. Um, I was relieved because, again, in boxing, you don't you don't bet based on honor. You bet on who you think is going to get the decision, not necessarily who you think is going to win. So um, he gets that fight. His opponent did take a knee in round 12. I, can't, I don't remember how to pronounce his opponent's name, but it's fine. We'll live. Yeah. Um, Frank Martin does have power, though. I think he has 12 knockouts. He's 18 and 0, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Yes. No, you're um, right. 18 and 0, 12 knockouts. He does have power. So this is also, this could also be a firefight. But I also think at the same time, Frank Martin might try to play. So. Frank, I think he'll try to play it safe. Uh, Frank Martin is skilled. This is the biggest fight in his career. And we've kind of been waiting for Frank Martin. He kind of had his come out party, but he didn't really like he doesn't really have yeah. those type of names on his resume. So if he's able to do some work against Gervonta Tank Davis, um, who, in my opinion, is the best lightweight um, because he's proven it time and time again. And not only that, but he is a face of boxing. He he's a reason to watch pay-per-view. There's not a lot of fighters where you're like, hey, let me check out this pay-per-view. Gervonta Tank Davis is that dude. And I think if Frank Martin because I go back to Tank and Roly. Roly fought good in that fight until Tank set a trap and knocked his ass out. Um, him and Ryan. Ryan had good moments in that fight against Tank until Tank hit him with that liver shot. Boom. Came out of nowhere. So Frank Martin, I think, does have a chance in this fight. And he does have power, right? And I'm going back and I'm thinking, is this the most... Like, where would you rank Frank Martin's power of the power punches punchers that Tank Davis has fought? Because I'd, I'd say it's up there. I, I don't. I don't think it's particularly high at all. Yeah. It does, it's not, it's not like, devastating power, but he does have power. Like, it's not It's not Isak Cruz. It's not Roly Romero. It's not Yuriokas Gamboa, even. Like, I don't... <laughs> like, from being... Like, I don't think Frank Martin is that kind of dude. I think he's... Like, he can, he can hurt you, obviously. But I think he's a different type of fighter. And I think in this fight in particular, he's going to try to use, you know, height, reach, length and fight Gervonta Davis from a distance. Like, I'm not expecting him to engage in a firefight. That would be dumb for him to do that, right? Yeah. Um, 5'8", 68-inch reach, Gervonta Davis, 67-ish-inch um, reach, 5'5". Five five. Some people would joke that he's 5'2". 
So I don't think Frank Martin's going to fight this fight on the inside. And I do think Gervonta Davis would love that because I think he's going to try to hurt Frank Martin to the body um, and really sort of handicap that power that he has. But I don't I don't see Frank Martin as like this big punching lightweight. Really no, he's he doesn't have raw raw devastating power, but I do think he has power that will break you down round by round. Um, he's skilled, he can get to the body, he does a lot of things really well. Um, Frank Martin, I think if he can have a good performance in this fight, he'll probably get good uh, other big fights. I'm I'm guessing. I mean, he turned down Shakur Stevenson. Um, and I wanted to bring that up because supposedly the rumor was that he turned down Shakur Stevenson, and Shakur Stevenson even accused him of this. He turned down Shakur Stevenson because he was gonna get gonna get the tank fight excuse me professional broadcaster and if he got the tank fight you know it was gonna be this whole thing whatever and he basically shot that down i think he may have even called shakur a liar i don't know whatever because everybody listen this is why this is why there are like four actual boxing reporters on the planet everybody in the sport is lying and it's just easier to just talk about the shit as opposed to reporting on it for a lot of people um I think that Gervonta Davis, uh, you know, being Frank Martin's option here is a smart financial one. I also think it's incredibly risky for obvious reasons, but it's one you have to take. You have to be, you have to be the champ. You know, you have to try to be the champ. And Frank Martin, while we could talk about coming out party, not coming out party, the bottom line is he's almost 30 years old and he's still seen as a prospect. So it's like you got to go at some point, right? He's about the same age as Gervonta Davis. I don't. And we've been saying this. We've been saying that he has to go for like three years now. We've been saying he's got to get it going. He's got to get it going. So he's finally getting this big, massive fight against Gervonta Tank Davis. One fight last year, also. One. You know, I hate that shit. And and not a fight where he looked very good in. Right. Not not a fight he looked very good in. You know, I hate that shit when up and comers or guys who is perceived as up and comers fight once in a calendar year. I do think this is pay per view worthy, though. In my opinion, I would buy a pay-per-view for Tank Davis and Frank Martin. That's a fight that I would be very interested in seeing on pay-per-view because I think it's I think it's worth it. And I'm guessing the PBC card will be good because we're getting a pretty good one um, coming up as well. So I'm I'm hoping for this one to be a, a really good card as well. It's going to be pay-per-view because it's Tank, and I think that's enough reason to put him on pay-per-view because he's one of the only guys that you could put on pay-per-view and you know, expect to do reasonably well at this point. Like the whole point of him fighting Ryan Garcia was because whoever won that fight and lost that fight, actually, because I didn't think the loser was going to lose all that much in terms of cachet uh, because it would be one loss. But the reason why that fight was so captivating was because both of these guys are legitimate two of the only pay-per-view stars or guys that you could sell as pay-per-view stars. Now, does Tank cross over in, th- in that mainstream type of way? I don't know. I feel like he kind of does. He does. Like he kind of does amongst other athletes. I feel like he does amongst fans. And he's one of the only guys in boxing who could do that. So if this is a pay-per-view fight, and I'm pretty sure we both agree that it will be, it's because of Tank Davis. It's nothing to do with Frank Martin. Frank it- Martin wins this fight in an upset. It'll be one of the most shocking outcomes in boxing in recent years. It'll be a humongous upset, and it'll probably establish him as somebody who's like a legit star, depending on how it gets done. I don't necessarily see that happening, though, with respect to Frank Martin's ability. I think there's only two guys, and this is no disrespect to Bud, because before Bud fought Spence, there was so much talk, can Bud, Bud sell pay-per-views? That was the big conversation that was being had. We know who we knew how good Bud was, right? Um, but I think there's only really two guys that you look for on pay-per-view, and that's Canelo Alvarez and Gervonta Tank Davis. Really? 
Who else are you going to put in that top tier that makes that type of bread? I, I like now you're going to put Bud for sure, but before before Bud fought Spence, who would you say? I think it's only Canelo and Tank. I, I think, I think you have to put in a way there, and I know that's not like yeah. maybe it's not. And he hasn't even had those pay per view fights, right? We've gotten right. those fights on ESPN, like they're ESPN they're not Plus, putting. Yeah, yeah maybe so maybe, maybe not in a maybe maybe not in America, but he is a a mega like the dude who gets the most numbers for our youtube channel it's more because he's is, an international a, star which is right small, right but that matters uh, yeah you know? but at the like, same time there's not a lot of coverage of in a way anywhere else like you really go look for it and it's like a lot a lot of people reporting on him and there's not that content and a, like we've talked about this brian a lot of people don't want to touch boxing at times right and yeah. in a way as much as we're boxing nerds and we know his name and we know he's a superstar if you go to a casual fan and you're like hey do you know javante tank davis or do you know in a way who are they going to say they know I, I guarantee here. you're going to say Tank. Here, sure, yeah. Here. yeah. But I, I, inter, I, inter, internationally, though, like in it, a way it, is that. That's big. different, though. But like the mandatory is here in North America, right? So well, no, I'm it's saying, technic technically it's worldwide because I'm saying no. Well, you already, you don't live worldwide. You live in New York. I live in Vancouver, right? So <laughs> what I'm saying, we're based here in North America, right? It's, I mean, you could say international because I'm in Canada. So it is right. essentially an international show, but in a sense that we're both in North America, like if we were to ask any of our friends who they knew between the two, I highly doubt anyone's going to say Inouye. And I just mean in terms of pay-per-view, none of Inouye's fights have been on pay-per-view over here in North America. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, you know, it's, another it's, guy it's, I would say it's, is maybe, it's Tyson, really a Fury. North of, maybe it's, Tyson Fury as well. Yeah, you, yeah. You I, would, him on there. I think Tyson Fury. It's really a North America versus international thing. North America specific, the list is probably Canelo Alvarez, Tank Davis, Tyson Fury, I would throw on there. Terrence yeah. Crawford, I'm obviously throwing on there. Um, and the list might end there. I don't think Teofimo yeah. Lopez is at that point. I think he could be, but but not yet to that. I standard. think he was on that way until he fought stupidly against George Camboso, so he <laughs> lost that fight. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But here at the mandatory, we want to know your thoughts on Gervonta Tank Davis fighting Frank Martin. Let us know. Drop your comments below. Also, follow us on our social media channels. We're at the mandatory TKO. And also hit that like and subscribe button if you like the content. All right, Brian, uh, any final thoughts before we get up and out of here? Yeah, Floyd Mayweather recently said he still thinks he's the face of boxing. And honestly, <laughs> can you say that he's wrong? <laughs> We're going to leave think, you on that note. Yeah, I we're going to. I think it's Terrence Crawford, but I'm not going to argue with Floyd. I think you could still argue it's Canelo to be the sure. face of boxing still. Sure. Um, but, but Floyd for sure, is in the conversation, and that's a problem.